Yelenand and Anahid are two sisters living in Bert. That's a town in the Tavush region of northeastern Armenia, about on the border with Azerbaijan. They are gatherers. The sisters gather berries from the mountains to sell to support their families. We met them in the Women's Support Center in the town of Bert in September 2021. That was the end of the berry season, and the sisters were just back from one of the last gathering trips of the year. Wild blueberries have grown in this region for centuries. The locals never thought they can actually eat them. Some even thought the berries were poisonous. Some didn't know them at all. The sisters not only discovered these berries, they taught people what to do with them. Since then, the wild blueberries have become the brand of the town. One time we were walking back to town, a guy pulled over on the road and offered us a ride. And the driver asked us, Do you know that on the Murgus mountain steps there are melmela? That's the local word for wild blueberries. What is melmela? we asked. It grows on the mountain slopes, he said. So we asked around. Nobody knew what it was. Eventually, we went to the mountain, and there was an old man at the bottom of the mountain. He was sick in bed, and his ribs were broken. But he was able to raise his finger to point the way. Go this way, you have to go that much, that far, we reached the bushes at 2 p.m. following his directions. I was the first to see the fruits. We gathered them one by one, by hand, the little berries. We brought them back home. They were very tasty. We would savor them, but we did not sell them yet. But then we heard from somebody visiting here who said that these berries were called chernika, blackberries. He gathered some, but he could not persuade people to buy them for 500 drums, so he gave it up. So we decided to promote the Chernika first. We went from one festival to another, shouting, Berries, Chernika, Berries, Chernika, so much that I ran out of breath. One time we got lost in the mountains, and we were in a hurry home before dark. But we did discover a full bush of berries on the way. I quickly gathered the berries, but I did not have the time to take out the leaves. I brought them home, put them on the windowsill to later separate the full fruits from the leaves. At that moment, a wind blew and the leaves got pulled out. So we thought, why don't we do this cleaning with a fan? Now everybody in our group has their own comb and a fan. The Murgos mountain is like a magnet. It pulls you to itself. No matter how tired you are, you don't feel tired on the mountain. You look at it, you get scared. How am I going to climb so much, you think? It's 3,000 meters high. It's a difficult landscape too. One gets lost on it. We have no security measures on us. Even if we have a knife, we can't do anything with it if a bear attacks us. 
The bear can go down and up fast. If you see a bear, you need to find an uneven terrain to run away. One time, I saw a light gray colored bear. I did not know such colored bear existed. I ran to the top of the mountain as fast as I could. I reached the top in 15 minutes. One time I got lost and I did leave traces like Hansel and Gretel. But I lost the traces. I had to find a way by intuition. I managed to provide good schooling to my four children by gathering in nature. I almost never had a job in an office. When the berries are over in late September, the nut season starts. Except from when a snow carpet covers the mountain, you can always find something in nature. It's like a conveyor. Everything has a ripe time. You need to catch the time all too late. One time, I applied for a job as a cleaner. I went to work only once. I could not be in the office. One time, I worked as a cook in a military kitchen. I couldn't take it either. I need to have more space and freedom. Marcos Mountain provides that. It's a primordial pleasure to find something on your own. Our ancestors were hunters. That relation with nature shows in this collectioneer way in me and my sister. The roles of men and women are blurred now. The men don't feel any responsibility to be the breadwinner of the family. The women do. They do either commerce or they cultivate the garden, etc. When I return from the mountain, I see idle men standing on the sidewalk. I want to smash them in the face for being so lazy. In Bert, lots of people migrate to Russia. Some have visa problems and can't go. Those who work in the military are serving overnight. They spend their salaries on food. It's very difficult life here. Gradually, we got stuck in these dire circumstances, being out of everybody's sight. The situation got worse and worse. My daughter has lived in the U.S. She came back and couldn't live here anymore and was in deep depression. She said, if only, Mom, you knew what a life people live in the U.S. This town was always cut off from roads during the Soviet time, too. I have a three-room apartment in Yerevan. You would ask me, why do you live in Bert? The answer is simple. In the city, you can always see the gap between rich and poor life. Here in Bert, everybody's living standards are alike. I even feel rich here. I sell herbs and berries. I earn money. When I go for a visit to Yerevan, I get stressed. I can't have that predicament all the time. I don't even go to any stores. When I do, I see expensive, nice things, and it makes me angry that I can't buy those. I suffer. My spirit is fine. I have harmony inside myself. Nature takes care of everything. Oks hangista haşta mümeç amençili. Bunu tünamençte qatavsa. 